Hey, welcome back to Tap That Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters. Let's just jump into this one. We just recorded this episode yesterday. I wanted to get this one out super quick. These guys are awesome. I wanted you guys to have the opportunity to try out one of these wet hot beers that they have. And if the episode went out a week or two later, you probably didn't get to try it. So, sorry if I'm a little off my game. It's five in the morning, trying to get this recorded, and my family is sleeping, and my children wake up. (laughs) I need a little sound at all. See, I almost coughed, but I had to hold it in because I don't want to wake them up. All right, anyways, let's get into this. Bonehouse Brewing, Fountain Hills, Arizona. You guys are awesome. Let's do this. But we are. <laughs> so, when record's on, we're starting. We are starting. We're live. Check, check. Uh, we are live a week ago. Yeah. Right? Um, guys, thanks for having me in. That was a great intro, right? I've really put a lot of thought into that one. <laughs> I'm so parched right now. It's nearly uh, 10 a.m. and I haven't had a beer yet. So You should uh, probably have the one that's in front of you. What is? Well, first of all, <laughs> who said that? Who said that? Who's? I can't. Well, the video people will see that there, there was something here the whole yes. time. <laughs> The audio people. This is off to a weird start, guys. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm just kidding. It makes sense. That's okay. Who Who are you? I am Andy. I am the brewer at Bonehouse. In Fountain Hills. In Fountain Hills, Arizona. H-A-U-S. H-A-U-S. Appropriately. German named. influence. Very German. But I like how you said U-S at the end. You were like, U-S. Yeah. It's H-A, pause. It's German. U.S. Yeah. <laughs> for, uh, for us. For us. There we go. Ah, oh, man. Oh, that's boy. that's it. We covered it all. One yes. minute. That is the exact one minute mark. And it, this handsome gentleman to my right. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Keith Chapman. I'm the CMO, I guess you would call me, chief marketing officer here. Yeah. And in charge of the brand and Andy's partner. You guys are 50-50. 50-50, baby. Pretty, wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Yep. Did you guys have to fight it out? Like, was it like a... Never. never we, we have never? never had a conflict that wasn't just a passion decision. Yeah. yeah we've always right. gotten along. You need that, though, right? Oh, he's you, awesome. You need that. Yeah. I, he's yeah. one of the best people I've ever worked with. Yeah. Have you guys Likewise. known each other for, for... Look at this. This is... That was, uh, I just saw... So I saw hearts. Kids. <laughs> kids. Yeah. Yeah. Creative child care. It's a bromance. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, the... We had kids that kind of hung out in the same circles, but we were never, like, really good friends. We were just more acquaintances. Okay. And um, he's been homebrewing for, what, 25 years? Uh, when we met. Yeah. When now, we, yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah. now you're a pro. So Now I'm 29 years brewing. Yeah. 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 So That's he would impressive. have these uh, little homebrew sessions, and he'd invite kind of the the guys from those kids families kids families yeah. and whoever was interested in drinking a beer so it grew fairly yeah. quick and you wanted people to taste your beer garage part well as a home brewer you make so much that you really can't drink it yourself sure. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a lot more fun with friends especially when yeah, you tell your wife friends. she has to leave so your friends can come over that works too yeah so we've she had gets the, to leave you yeah get to leave. she gets to leave I'm and go you, do yeah. get a massage honey yeah. <laughs> so we had the garage party, the porch party. We had a, yeah, a few parties, and it. Uh, but that's how it all started. That's right? how it started. So I, it, right. I went to one right. of those, and uh, he he made this brown and uh, a stout, a brown ale. That's and right. Stout. The, and he called the brown ale. This is great. The this nutty sasquatch. Nutty sasquatch. <laughs> well, that developed uh, somewhere along the line on the yeah. first party. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But. Uh, and he asked me to stay over after everybody had left. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And uh, oh no, and how I did it was since my my bass was having a fluttering noise or something weird. Bass music, music bass. Yeah, yeah. So Keith knows how to play with that stuff. So uh, yeah, he goes, "Can you fix my bass?" And I'm like, "Oh sure, yeah, I'll take a look at it." And it was <laughs> an easy party. fix. Yeah. yeah. So I fixed yeah. it, and he's like, "Now for the real reason I asked you to stay." I'm like, "Uh oh, <laughs> what's going on here?" You thought you avoided the weird part. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, but yeah. now it got yeah, extra right. weird. And, yeah. and then he goes, uh, "Yeah, I'm thinking of starting a uh, business, and I wanted to see if you're in." And I'm like, "Oh, what's the business?" And he goes, "I want to start a brewery." I go, "I'm in." Yeah. I didn't even it. think about it. No. Really? It was a total gut. How long ago was this? This was five years ago? Okay. Yeah, we should. Oh, that was probably on the 13th of the. uh, Of course. 13th (laughs) are no. I don't know when it was. Well, we were talking about that earlier, right? What what did I say? I mentioned something about my wife, the 13th. 
I don't know what it was, but you guys, yeah, you don't remember because it was such a significant moment of adding it onto oh my the God. other trail of 13s. Everything we do seems to happen on the 13th. I think I just right. saw a 13. Is there a yeah, 13 hidden in that logo right there, too? 13s are always on our There's one there. On front, but yeah, uh, so back to the story, you know, Keith, from the second he said, yeah, I'm in, it took 13 months to develop our plan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 13 months to find a location which was your 13th place that we looked at yeah, yeah this is the 13th building we looked at and we signed our lease on the 13th on the 13th that's right yeah so which is actually number. surprising because right when you come into this place the last number you think of is 13 like rainbows and ponies oh yeah like rainbows <laughs> unicorns and hearts right Almost. Oh, uh, amongst the bones yeah. well that's we're gonna we're gonna, re- we're gonna really dig into that we're gonna really dig into yeah. that because that's that's I, I love it man from the beginning when i saw what you guys were doing yeah. opening up I, I saw immediately um i was gonna like it I, I knew it but before we get into that let's talk about your beer a little more right so yes. home brewing right as a hobby for how long before you decided? Well, that? so I was a Chicago boy growing up and got a job out in Seattle in early 90s, 91. And uh, from the second I got there, I was like, oh, my God. Tell all my friends, I go, you can't believe the beer they have out of here. And I Were you into beer and in, in back home? I was just a guy who drank beer. Okay. Like and beast, beast, beast light, yeah. No, well, yeah, well, no, I I could hold my own for a five foot six guy. Okay. Right. <laughs> so you were, like you were going, he was going red dog. You were going red dog then. Yeah. I was doing whatever was you know in front of me, but I did have. God, well, there you go. It's a flashback for my twenty first birthday. I bought um, two cases of premium beer for whatever I thought that beer premium beer, and I just went in and I, I splurged. So yeah. I've always wanted something better do you yeah. remember what that premium beer was I don't. no <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't it would be embarrassing i'm sure but no i'm sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of german stuff and uh as long as it wasn't zima man you're cool. no you're cool. it wasn't zima that didn't exist when i was <laughs> when i didn't lucky, have gray hair <laughs> lucky you <laughs> so uh so you got to seattle I got and to you're like, seattle and i discovered it was red hook you know when they were this size before they got bought by mm-hmm. anheuser and they i discovered you know it was God, the name, so they come back to me. Um, it's been a while. but And a lot of them. And a lot we, of them. We, we all forget. Yeah. Andy, so don't worry Windermere that. was huge back then in Seattle, and Pyramid was big, and uh, I forgot the guys in the garage that turned into something pretty good. Um, there was a scene there. there it was, was a, a, scene it was was a real thing, you know, yeah. and within six months, I gained 15 pounds, and I decided... <laughs> pure muscle. I was, <laughs> pure oh, pure. Muscle. Yeah, beer pure muscle. belly muscle, pure and muscle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just awesome, and there was a homebrew place right on the way to work, so I would just drive by, and it just turned out, I, I met a bunch of guys, we were all brewing, it just gets contagious. Yeah. 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 And then when you when you start to taste really good beer, then it's like, oh shit! Right, it's a whole new world. Right, yeah, and that yeah. didn't happen right away with my homebrew, but yeah. it does. You know, it does work out if you stay true. And 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 it actually, those lessons back then are still true today. You know, yeah, just stick with what you know. Stay with the base, not the basics, but stay with um, the fundamentals. The, just n- know where you're at. Okay. And, okay. And and know what you know and don't know what you don't know and yeah. that can pull you through most of the unknown situations of being able to say hey i'm not sure what i'm this not is. sure what this is this. do your research whatever talk to yeah. people but know what you know yeah and don't don't get too crazy risky you know that's okay. a yeah. great thing about andy though is he's he's so honest about what he doesn't know okay and he'll just go research it and get it like he he's relentless like yeah. hey, i just don't yeah. know how to do this yet i'm gonna go do it yeah and, and that's what makes yeah, it's he's constantly learning. Yeah, you know. that's a good person to have in your brewer. Oh Gotta yeah, mix your beer. That's right. Yeah. That's all I can say. I'm, yeah. I'm still learning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were asking me earlier. You had some questions for me. They were great questions. Like you're, and and, and I I can't see your computer, but I, you're you're tapping away, taking notes. <laughs> I'm like, you you, well, you it, got an opinion. I want to hear yeah. what you're talking to people who brew and you're seeing the market. And yeah, the more of that I get, um, the more that can influence what we do here. 
Yeah, let, let the market pull it out of us. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, that, well that, that's an interesting. I feel like we can do a whole new episode about that, right, of, sure. of the, the music industry, right? Oh, of the, sure. The market. How long you got? <laughs> <laughs> I think we might have to have a series for that. But, <laughs> but so when did it turn from, like, uh, all right, I'm a, I'm a home brewer. I'm making some good beer, hanging out with my buddies to, like, oh, shit. Uh, I'm, right. Right, right, right. So I was lucky enough to retire when I was 36. Okay. Uh, what did you do, if you don't mind me asking? What did you do before? Uh, no, I don't mind. I was at Microsoft, and uh, I was just a tech support guy for an unknown product called email, Microsoft Exchange, <laughs> and, and lived that cycle of uh, a product that Microsoft bought to scaling it up to become what it is today. Okay. Uh, well, back in 2000 is when I retired. Um and went out, and I happened to meet my wife right away. You know, now that I had free time and could yeah. focus on things, and I knew I wanted to get married. So when I settled down, I said, honey, when we have kids, at some point, I definitely want to reboot a career. And everything that happened was we moved from Seattle down here, and and that time came, and I was trying to think, what can I do that not necessarily puts Fountain Hills on the map, but in a selfish point, I wanted to work in Fountain Hills. I didn't want to have a commute. Yeah. I wanted to kind of leave a legacy, yeah. show my kids what it takes to start something like this. Yeah. And um, it's just the brainstorming of what can scale in a place that's just kind of on the fringe. I mean, Fountain Hills, we've got one main road in. we got yeah. the beeline coming up. It's not like we don't have traffic, but we do. Yeah. We do sit in a weird spot. It is yeah. an interesting spot, right? Um, it is. Yeah, it is. But yeah. I'm going to flip that over to Keith. So what has developed is very interesting in terms of our of our demographic. Oh, yeah. Actually, um, we have so many loyal regulars that come in from the town and even neighboring towns. I mean, we have regulars that come up from Gilbert oh, uh, nice. once sure. a week, right. you know. Um, and so for people to come to Fountain Hills for a business, I think uh, that's a rarity. Because we are on the fringe. Right. And it's such a great town to live in. I've been here 24 years. Okay. And um, we wanted to definitely do something close to us because you know how it is when you have a startup, you got to be there 24-7 in some capacity. (laughs) Yeah. Even when you're sleeping, you're not really sleeping. Uh, You you get a call at 2 in the morning of a water break, right? (laughs) Well, (laughs) just, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we're not like living on top of the roof of our place, but at the same time, it's very convenient. It's not so frustrating when something needs to happen. Sure. Right. Yeah. One of us can make it happen. Yep. It's your baby too, right? Like right. this is this is oh yeah 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 definitely yeah. So you're like, hey, honey, I have to go in real quick. What what happened? I I think the water's leaking. Oh, we have very tolerant <laughs> wives. <laughs> so, supportive. Uh, yes, very yes. supportive. And we both have kids, same age as you know, young yep. teenagers. And yeah, it's yeah, it's we. It's definitely a family thing. Yeah, for sure. We kids come here too. It's it's great. The food yep. trucks, the root beer. Yep. Root beer. Cornhole. That's a, yeah. yeah. And. This the, so the first one I just had was a carbide light. This is a light blonde. Oh, yeah. yeah, just that American was, little blonde beer. That was yeah. good, man. Just that was, pleasant. I like it. I mm-hmm. like it. It's. I, I was telling you before. I'm not. Sometimes blondes are, are a little too malty for me. I, I think that one is a good. It's got the crispness to it. Yeah, everyone has their. You know, their goat. Some people are. You know, not that they're all blondes, but it's in the class where you have. Your Bud drinkers, your Miller drinkers, your Coors drinkers—they yeah. all sense something a little different. And these blondes, they're easy to knock out for me, but at the same time, I can add a little value um, by putting a, a little better hop in there. Okay. Or yeah. um, I add a little bit, one little specialty grain, just to give it a little accent of something that's not undesirable for the the non supercraft drinker. Yet it's still. Something that I go to once in a while. And oh, yeah. yeah. Crush it's it down drinker, just, for sure. It's a day drinker, yeah. yeah. It's, and it's, it's nice. the gateway drug to craft beer. It's, <laughs> uh, <yeah>. Well said, <laughs> yes. Yep, first one's free, kid. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, it's not, but we can't it's legally not. do that. Nice. We'll okay. give it to you for a penny, but not, yeah, 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 you, you have to Yeah, you can't say free, yeah. You can't say free, sorry. Yeah. Okay. It's like, what was that movie? What was it, Four Christmases, where there's, she's clicking. Can't say that. Yeah, can't say free. Can't say giveaway. Yeah. No, you said free. Yeah. But people will come in just because it's a cool spot and not necessarily be beer drinkers oh. so um you know this first first question out of their mouths is what's your lightest beer 
Right. And, oh, Carbide Light, it's a very, you know, it's a good beer. Yeah. It's a yeah. really good it, beer. It, it wasn't on our docket of what beers we felt like we needed to do right away. Oh, definitely not. No. But, but the market kind of pulled it out it of did. us. It did. Uh, and we listened to our customers. That's yeah. really important for us. Literally, right? He asked them directly. Oh, Andy asked yeah. them directly. so funny. Andy will just, you know, he doesn't go behind the bar because we don't let him there. I'm not allowed yet. He's not allowed there. <laughs> but he'll walk around the tap room and he'll talk to customers. It's like, hey. I uh, just sit down. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah he just sits down. And you, can, and you can read that, right? You yeah. can read a person. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, well, I hit the invasive. people who aren't comfortable either. I'll sit yeah. down with a uh, couple that just is like. They're sitting there wondering, and I'll just sure. go sit with them. I introduce myself and yeah. chat them up. Sometimes they'll that's bring awesome. samples from the fermenter, too. Yeah. Just be oh, like, hey. I do that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's a special think? treat right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's so great to have access to the brewmaster like that because uh, I know our customers look forward to it. Yeah. yeah. It comes around with a little little glass, and it's got something new in it. And it's like, oh, what's that? What's that? What's that? <laughs> right. <laughs> you hope it's for you. It's like I mean, when the food comes I, out. I remember yeah. when Doug from SBC came over. He was like, I can't believe you brew on a Friday night. I like the musicians playing, and I'm just brewing behind yep. them. And yeah. Not behind it's glass part of the show, or anything. Really. I talk to everyone. I mean, people love That's, watching it. Yeah. That is actually really cool. It's fun. Is it's that common? Too. Is that common for you to do that? I don't know. For me? Oh, yeah. uh, no. It's random. I don't okay. know it if it's is common. Right. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. didn't yeah. know if it was like a routine no. for you to do like no. one Friday a month. No. Schedule. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's kind of based on need. Okay. Based on need, family life. Yeah. Yeah. If I can slide it in, I can slide it in, and I'll just pull it off by myself if I don't need anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Dedication to the craft, man. Yeah. I love it. So, well, let's backtrack a little bit. Well, Let's dr- because I drank the carbide light and then While we, we talked talking? about it. Yeah, no, no before <laughs> like easy, I didn't sure wait. Yeah. So now, so now I want to talk about the one because you're explaining it to me and I was like, well, shit, I don't have the carbide. You see me trying to lick the bottom of the glass, yeah, right? Right. But, yeah. right? But now this is Engelman's elixir. Yes. What is uh, so what that? Is? is a prickly pear uh, pale ale. Oh, yeah. nice! And it's probably our second bestseller. I'd say. Right, and this okay. one was on the docket for being a beer that we kind of want around a lot. It's very we Arizona. Showcase the desert. Yeah. 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 That's fantastic, man. And is it any um, – we said it's a pale ale, right? Yeah. yeah. So that is one of my favorite beers that I've had of your guys. Yeah, secret it's, sauce, though. I can't tell you about it. I, won't, I, won't, <laughs> I, I was going to ask, but I'm like, dude, he ain't telling me shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, this is – like the prickly pears is – it's there, but it's it's, it's not yeah. over. And, and, I mean, I don't think you can really see it too much in the color. No, uh-huh. I, I was hoping that it would – I can do that, but – I can't say when you're picking wild prickly pear, it's not always the most delicious thing you've ever had. No, it's life. very gamey, actually. <laughs> yeah. Really? It's a gamey fruit. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had, had it. Actually. Yeah, so if you have Straight prickly up. pear jelly. Guess what you're tasting? You're tasting sugar. Sugar. Because uh, they just dump yeah. sugar into yeah. prickly pear jelly. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's kind of a novelty. You're not eating it like an apple, yeah. like a no. peach. No. <laughs> Sometimes, occasionally, there's a sweet one there. Okay. I mean, yeah. if you're surviving in the desert in the middle oh, of nowhere, right. yeah, go for it. Stop complaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, it's 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 a gamey fruit. Right. So, but uh, it does have a unique stringent leaf flavor. Um, and then uh, he knocks it down with a little vanilla, which is yeah, which is oh, why it works. Yeah, that um, made like I and, a, and a, makes sense. And I do add a little other flavoring to kind of accent. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. it is definitely a popular beer. Um, that's one of our staples for sure. Makes sense. It's a good yep. beer, man. Nice yep. work. Two Thanks. for two. Two for Dude, two. I've, uh, I've <laughs> brewed that what four or five times, six times. Yeah, something like that. Okay, so yeah. this is a this is a newer. We're, well, we're we're again, it's a refinement process, and sure. each each recipe um, gets tweaked a little bit yep. um, until we. He's constantly improving. Are which in, is pretty cool. in the right. That's it. Yeah. So for our cans, we kind of adapted this episode uh, right. thing for that very reason. He wanted to not just be stuck with a, a recipe. He wanted to continually improve it. Yeah. And I said, well, that's great. I said, we can market that through the story yeah. and do episodes of the beer. So when you get a desert distortion, it's kind of different every time. Uh, that's our juicy IPA. Yeah. And uh, we're on episode five right now in cans. Right. right. And you've brewed that maybe 10 times. Yeah. Right so we do keg batches and can batches. And now we do yeah. mixed batches, COVID batches. Yeah, we mix COVID batches. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mix can runs oh, with boy. it and then multiply yeah. the costs by multiple canning, multiple beers in one canning run. So, yeah. 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 So while the, yeah. while the style stays the same and it's in the same vein, He'll, he'll tweak the recipe, and I tweak the story. I just advanced the story. And so the artwork changes, the story evolves, and uh, people have started collecting our cans because of that, which is kind of cool. Hell, yeah. Right. And right. Um, it allows total creativity, uh, both for the brewer side and for the marketing side, 
And uh, I think that's what excites us about this whole business is that you get to not be penned into a certain area. You just, you know what, I can do better. And uh, he does. It, so. it puts the challenge down, right? Not be, people don't come here and just um, give kudos to the beer. Sure. I almost yeah. hear more kudos to the atmosphere, to the marketing, to the can art. Yeah. Every element seems to it be, it's like a little competition between each facet of the business yeah. to see if we can be better than the other facet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is funny because it, it came down to our floors. Remember so that? Yeah. So, that's it, right. so in the yeah. tap room, we have a gray floor. Well, and and we'll give Carrie credit for that one, wasn't yes, it? Yes, I know. Yeah. Carrie, yeah. our assistant brewer, did okay. yeah. with that. Uh, so in the tap room, we have a gray floor, and in the brew house, we have a red floor. So we're constantly having gray floor, red floor conversations. Right. <laughs> like it's the battles. Oh, yes, the battles. absolutely. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, get back on the red floor. <laughs> no, you go back on the gray floor. Yeah. Well, so. it's, well, it seems like, too, you guys thrive. Like, you are getting to do the part that you love to do, right? Oh, absolutely. I've always wanted to develop a brand. I've always wanted my own company, the freedom of the creativity uh, it's what gets me up in the morning. Yeah. yeah. I mean, H- hence the twenty second thought process. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where I'm, I'm a going gut with guy. Yeah. yeah, I go with my gut. And, and, well, that's what I mean, and that's what I needed at the time. Sure. And, and I like to do what I do. He likes, and we don't. We overlap for sure, but oh we, yeah, but we don't have a conflict in nope. in how we want to do things. Yeah, which we decide that we call that. We're always looking for progress, and we don't worry about a problem necessarily sure it, no we just solve it all, together a sol- we're problem problem solvers you yeah. gotta be right you that's gotta, it you that's gotta be only your own business yeah because sometimes he'll for. call yeah. me on to the red floor right and oh. the brew house and because <laughs> yeah. uh, i have a pretty strong engineering background uh, yep. i got a phd in mechanical engineering okay so oh wow he will often ask for advice on like hey i'm having a problem with this what do you think and we'll just you know he's got the real world experience and uh-huh. i've got some of the theory and so when we match those two, we usually come up with a pretty good solution. Yep. That's and, a good. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of fun, too, because I get to exercise yeah, that side of the brain. Everything from fluid dynamics that happened back yep. there to even electrical. We go through it together and find root cause a lot faster. Oh, yeah. yeah. Two minds versus one noodling around. Yeah, and two different minds, too, right? Two different, different, totally. Two, yeah. Totally. Very different. Because if you're very similar, like you're thinking the same, well, we can't do it that no. way because that's yeah. not. There's no progress. And you're like, what well, to put right. a rope on it? Like, no, no one puts Yeah, we don't suck each other down each other's rat holes. Yeah. Right. That's right. There yeah, might be a rat hole there, and then the other guy can save, not suck the other one down. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. come up and say, hey, yeah. sit this one out. I got <laughs> right. this one. You know yeah. what? Sometimes <laughs> he'll, he'll just ask me a question, and I'll be like, oh, well, I don't really know. And he goes, Oh, well, what about this? And then, I, well, I don't really know. And then you go, oh, I got it. <laughs> totally. And, so, and I don't say another word. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, we'll see you later. I'm going to go up front again. Welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. That's, that's all it takes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just just having a sounding board for him to yeah. ask questions uh, is enough for his brain to process it. Yeah. And then you yeah. solve the problem. So. Well, so well, let's go back with you, right? Yeah. So, so leading up to the twenty-second decision period uh, of, of Bonehouse, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, wh- wh- yeah. wh- what is your background? Uh, uh, so it's pretty weird. Um, I, I wanted to be a fighter <laughs> pilot in high school. Nice. Um, almost went to the U- uh, the Air Force Academy and decided at the last minute not to, uh, and ended up going to Clarkson University to, for aerodynamics and mechanical engineering. Okay. So I wanted to design planes. And, Where's uh, that? Where's Clarkson? That's up in upstate New York, okay. middle of nowhere, Cowtown. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's just nowhere. Uh, but it was a great place. I liked the ruralness of it. Um, okay. I could really concentrate. Uh, and I ended up spending nine years there. Um, got a Ph.D. funded by NASA. And I got to work wow. at uh, NASA Dryden, which I think is now called NASA Armstrong, uh, out in California. And um, I got to work with some of the world's greatest pilots and designing very small pieces of uh, research aircraft like F-16s and um, SR-71 and really? things like that. Yeah, yeah, it was a really cool environment. When you say the little pieces, like your your job was responsible for like a minuscule Yeah, I was an aerodynamicist and an instrumentation engineer. So I designed things like um, fluid sensors that would go on the wing okay. and analyze the data that came back. So, uh, And it was grueling because, you know, the pilots wouldn't put anything on the plane because it's their plane and they're flying it. Yeah. So you had to prove that your sensor is not going to disrupt their aircraft. And Which so, is a big, that's a that's Oh, a big yeah. Risk, it's only right? their lives at stake. So, <laughs> right. you know, no Go big deal. a baby, just go. Yeah. It's hanging off, though. It's fine. So that, that, that critical uh, questioning, I guess you could say, yeah. uh, really led to 
me being very thorough. Okay. And um, so then as I left Clarkson, I actually took a job at Arizona State University uh, where I was a research professor working in a wind tunnel. I didn't teach. I just uh, did research. And I did that for about a year and a half and uh, quickly realized that's not what I wanted to do anymore. Okay. I really wanted satisfaction of getting a product out because I worked on a problem for five years and didn't really see a lot of motion on it because it's such a heavy lift. Sure, yeah. Uh, So my wind tunnel technician actually knew somebody at Fender, uh, and I've been playing guitar since I was nine. Okay. And he introduced me to somebody in marketing over there, and um, I had an interview in a bar. (laughs) (laughs) that's appropriate for it is appropriate yeah Yeah. it was during his set break uh so he was a guitarist obviously and i met with him and uh ended up uh applying for a software engineering position at fender and working on digital amps interesting and then uh you know many years later 18 years there uh ended up running research and development uh for fender globally uh like seven locations 100 people a really big operation. Uh, as in, like, what research as in, uh, like, customer research or, like, nope, uh, equipment? Uh, for like, engineering. Or, okay. Yeah, okay, gotcha. so we would uh, product development. Gotcha. Um, and uh, guitars, amplifiers, even got to work on drums occasionally because they own uh, the Gretsch drums. And, <sighs> um, so, yeah, it was, it was really interesting. And uh, got to work with some of my childhood heroes, uh, rock stars, being in situations that I just... My 15-year-old self would never believe. Yeah. Um, and those were just great days. Did you ever get starstruck? Uh, no, because the minute you do, you're not on in the inside anymore. Ah. So you really have to rein that back. <laughs> you got to play it cool. Yeah. Were you starstruck on the inside? A little some, bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I was, you know, working with some of the A-list artists. And, yeah. uh, you know, you've listened to their music since you've grown up, you know, since yeah. a little kid. And then you're sitting in front of them. It's, you know. You're, you're helping them develop the tools that they're going to use to make the next album or yeah. go on the next tour. And it's just, it's really exciting. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so you did that for, you said, 18 years? 18 years, yeah, yeah I was there. And um, as at, about at the end of that run is when Andy approached me. And um, Were you wanting to, were you already thinking about making a different Yeah, I mean, I to be honest, I had been, I, I've kind of, I kind of did everything at Fender that I could have done. Okay. You know, um, I would just be doing more of the same, which would have been fine. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And it was a, it's, it's an awesome company. So the garage party. Yes. When I dropped the... Uh, garage party one? The garage... No. Two. Okay. Two, <laughs> two, yeah, yeah. Uh, two. Two yeah. for Keith, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I had an assortment of friends there, and I asked Keith to come fix the, gra- the, the guitar. He looked like he had been to China and back... In twelve hours, he uh, yeah. was tired. I and traveled. You could a lot. tell, and I was like, "This is a I good chance." Yeah. Oh yeah, I this traveled is a good chance. He was. Time. You yeah. could see it in his eyes. Yeah, yeah. I've been to yeah. Europe. Actually, that's where the whole beer thing came from. So, uh, uh, right, that's we used to talk. That you yeah. all were, the time. Yeah, yeah. So my thing, uh, Fender had me traveling a lot. Probably about sixty percent of the time, I go to Asia five times a year. I go to Europe twice a year, maybe. And one year, I went like six times. Uh, and. Um, I'd end up in Dublin and London, uh, Frankfurt, Germany, um, France a couple times. Which is a dream, right? Like that. Oh. I mean, in, in theory. Which well, sure what do you do when you go on a, a work trip? You have to. You have the local cuisine. And, yeah. of course, yeah. as a beer drinker, I had the local beer. Yeah. And uh, just got really into the different styles and as a consumer, you know. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know it. Didn't really research anything about the science of it. But, um as a consumer, I, I just went crazy. I mean, it's like, you yeah. know, oh, what, I need your localist beer, your most local yeah. beer. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, what? Uh, it's like, well, what, you know, I was in Helsinki one time. And I was like, what's your best beer here? You know? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay, well, we'll take you to this place. I'm like, okay, great. That's awesome. You know, yeah. and uh, I even did that in China. And there's not a lot of beer in China, obviously. Okay. But, um, and I would just try it, you know, sometimes yeah. it's good, sometimes it's not good. But Figure out what you, like you just like. get your palate going, and um, and I would do that with local cuisine as well, and I just that was kind of the way to uh, stomach the road, sure. you know. <laughs> yeah. um, no pun intended, right? Yeah, because you know <laughs> yeah. I can remember one time we went on a, a nineteen day trip around the globe, and uh, I remember waking up 
one morning and not knowing what country I was in. Really? Yeah. yeah. And literally looking around the hotel room going, I think I'm in India. <laughs> yeah, I'm in India. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh uh, what did I do last night? You know, and it's not yeah. because I was drunk. It was sure. just because we were traveling like to a different country every other day. Yeah. I think we had 14 flights in that 19 day period. It was just crazy. That's so crazy. Yeah. what you, what you do to kind of, you know, you have comrades that you're traveling with and, yeah. you know, uh, fenders like a brotherhood. You just, you know, it's, it's a tough job, but it's uh, a rewarding job. And so you make lifelong friends and um, you just, have beer and you have food and yeah. you enjoy each other's company and you move on to the next spot, you know? Yeah. So, cause most of them are probably going through the same thing. You are, everyone's exhausted. Everyone's right? exhausted. Yeah. Everyone's hungry, tired, missing their family. Yep. You know, it's like, what are you going to do? You just got to make the best of it. Yeah. You know? Yep. So we'd walk around in the morning, take photos of the local area. And then at night we'd have beer and food. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you got to a point where you were worn down. Yeah. This guy sure. approaches it. He's looking right. at you. He's got his drink in his hand, looking yeah. over like, yeah. I sized now him is up. the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, he looks like he needs something new. Yeah. He said yes before you even finished that Yeah, one. pretty yeah. much. I was looking for, for something for sure. And, uh, you know, we weren't in, uh, my family wasn't in a position to just say, yeah, let's do a startup and, yeah. you know, throw my salary away. And <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, that's right. And this yeah. was a breath of fresh air to what you were already doing. Right. Uh, it didn't end up being that way for very long. No, no. So I ended up working with uh, a company in Boston, actually, called Fishman Transducers and in the music industry as well. Okay. And uh, they were gracious enough to allow me to work remote. Right. And I told them I was starting a brewery. I told them I can't move back to Boston. That's where I'm from. Yeah. Oh, and, okay. uh, you know, it's like I, I just needed an interim role. And I could really help them with all my experience because they were a, a company that was trying to grow. And uh it worked out really well and i spent four years there and then um as we were doing this so you know i'd work for fishman for you know eight hours in the day and then come here at night and ran the tap room ran the tap room and did the marketing in the cracks and you know and then it got to a point where um fishman was all set and i think you know i talked to andy and i'm like yeah i think i think i think it's time to make the jump soon and yeah uh, we just decided Mm -hmm. to do it and my wife was Saying, yeah, you got to go do that. You got to follow your passion. Go for it. So right. here Th- we are. That's amazing to have that. Like, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, like that's that's what because I've had people say, man, like how how can you do this? Like, it's for not a living. Easy. I'm like, well, it's the hardest job I've living. ever had. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. Hardest job by far. Yeah, yeah. By, yeah. by far. Well, you know what? That's the, it, it is, and you you start to figure it out. Like, what is hard about it? And something I figured out recently, and, and I both you guys can probably relate. So I worked for uh, University of Phoenix for 10 years as an academic advisor, right? So they had a system, right? I sit down. Here's my system. They have their whole data management system. Your scheduling is in this system. They have it all set up, right? So I quit my job and start this. And I'm like, I have no system. (laughs) Like, how do, you know, like, how do I make it? I mean, (laughs) that's that's it in a nutshell. You know, we're we're used to working for very large companies. Absolutely. Who had processes, protocols. Mm -hmm. Red tape. Red tape, yeah. But at the same time, a lot you could lean on. Yeah. A backbone. lot yes. of resource. Yes. Yeah, a lot of red tape, but a lot of backbone. Yeah. A lot of backbone. So you didn't have to, to do everything. Yeah, I mean, that's why, I mean, at Microsoft, you know, if they shipped me on site, it was 300 and something dollars an hour. Yeah. And that's a lot of money when it adds up and you're flying me across the country to do something. But Yeah. And not that I was that smart of a guy and that that much of an expert, but I had so much behind me, you know, one phone call of this and I could just yeah. work it through. Sure. Here, you don't have that resource. You yeah. have just to us, do baby. everything, right? <laughs> right. So, and the budget doesn't always say, yeah. Yeah. So here you are, you're having to do everything from scratch. You have to go through the learning cycle. You have to remember it for the next time. Yeah. Um, you have uh, just a little bit of government red tape to go along with. Sure. Uh, well, well, that's unavoidable. my job. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. So it's the hardest job. Could you imagine going into Microsoft or going into Fender? You're doing your work day and you go into the bathroom and then you clog the toilet. And then them saying, that's on you. That's your responsibility. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. But uh, that's, a, that's, that's what it is here. That's my analogy that's, of owning yeah. a business, We've right? We've had that one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, not clogged, but yeah. It's, oh, something it's breaks. everything. You, you uh, figure yeah. it out. And it yeah. doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't make it. You either yeah. fix it yourself if you know how. Right. Yeah. Um, or you get an expert. You get an expert and make their job 
that much faster so you don't get charged so much. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. How far can I take this? It's yeah. funny how it when up. it's your own money, it changes sure. the right. game. It does. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're not so so quick to, to complete right. a work order. That's right. It's right. like, oh, shit, who's paying this? Yeah. We, uh, well, in, in building the tap room, I mean, we did probably, what, 60%, 70% of we it ourselves. We did a lot of this ourselves. Yeah. You know, we had a contractor friend come in and uh, make sure we were to code. And the way he put it is, I'll build, I'll build the structure and you paint on it. You know, I'll build the canvas, you paint right. on it. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all the reclaimed wood, all the, the copper bar, uh, the, the furniture. Coating, the walls. We've built everything, everything in here. Yeah. We didn't buy anything but maybe the stools. So, I mean, Dude, the, I love it, man. It just the, yeah. the whole layout of this place. Like this place, if so, if people are listening and haven't yeah. been here, they need to immediately, right? Yeah. Today, yeah. you guys are open at uh, 10 a.m.? Yeah, yeah, we're open <laughs> at Hours fluctuate a little bit, yeah. 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 So, But just follow you guys. Follow, they'll be yeah. able to follow find us. Oh, yeah. The website. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We do a lot on social media, um, and uh, the website's updated pretty regularly. Um, we really believe on an online presence is really important. It's yeah. actually helped us get through this whole pandemic thing. Yeah, um, sure. I remember pulling an all-nighter, getting our online ordering system going. And um, the minute we were shut down, the next day we were up and running. Um, yeah. with and we had several go. orders. And we yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, our, our regulars were so awesome. They got us yeah. through that shutdown period. And thankfully, we're open now. But... Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, we can't thank our customers enough. I mean, none of this works without them. So it's sure. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's so awesome that they came out to support us, and um, yeah. So we're really focused online right now. In fact, we started doing. Um, we did a uh, online uh, drawing lesson from Mike Whelan, our artist. Which Mike Whelan does some oh, he's an amazing, fast and good. If I easy ho- to work with. Hopefully, I get a W H E L A N. W H E L A N. Yes, okay. correct. Yeah. yeah, and out of he's an Arizona guy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. he's over on the west side, and uh, we worked together for boy, I think sixteen years. Okay. Uh, he works for Fender. Okay. And uh, does this on the side, a little side gig. And, um, yeah, we've worked together so well for so long. It's, uh, it's just a awesome thing to work with somebody like that. Yeah. Um, he's so talented. Um, so he actually did an online lesson for a company that wanted to do some team building. Yeah. And, uh, we delivered the beers and art supply, uh, to each of the participants. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. all in Arizona here. And then, um, we did a zoom meeting and, um, he taught them how to draw a Raven on a skull and, really? uh, awesome. lasted about an hour, hour and a half, maybe. Okay. I gave him a quick 15 minute brewery tour yeah. virtually. And, uh, man, it, they had a fantastic time. The feedback was just awesome. That's yeah. They said it was really meaningful. Probably the best team building they've done. Uh, so we're kind of moving that way a little bit um, because our our wholesale business is a little low just because uh, all the bars are closed. Bars are closed. Yeah. Yeah. Hotels and nobody's have been closed. Buying. I mean, yeah. our, one of our bigger customers has been doing a major remodel, which is reopening at the end of September, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be big, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's just... You don't know what's going to be thrown at you, right? No. <laughs> like, no. no. <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess the, the whole point of bringing all that up is that you just have to adapt to the sure. situation in front of yeah. you. Yeah. And uh, I think having been in those big corporations, you, you get a lot of pressure. Um, it, you have to perform. There's, yeah. there's no option because yeah. there's somebody right behind you ready to take over. And 17 behind them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you have to perform. And, and when we get into a startup, it's, it's kind of the same. It's like, okay, how are we going to get income now? Hey, by the way, we're shut down. What do we do? Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, online ordering. Boom. Done. Right. You know, and then uh, getting the message out. So you just, yeah. we like to think of ourselves as a little speedboat. A little speedboat. Right? Yeah. A little speedboat. Just kind of yeah. adapting to what comes yeah. our way. I mean, we just had, uh, I'll, I'll speak to what's coming today. Oh, yeah. This is awesome. So here's a speedboat for you. We we want to participate in wet hop season, and we know our how to get it and what fields are producing when. And I have a great... Um, partner out in Oregon, and they're everyone uses them. Yeah. Well, there's a new little guy up in Colorado. His fields are yielding earlier, and I was like, "Gosh, I really want to use Billy Goat Hop Farms." Yeah. And uh, well, we didn't have 
transportation to get the hops down here. So I spent the day yesterday trying to figure out how to get a, a small amount of hops. Yeah. Um, for one little batch that we're okay doing a small batch on it because we've done it three years in a row and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, Reaper's Widow. Reaper's Widow is beautiful little brown, a little little alt beer that I make. Um, An alt, a wet hopped alt beer? Yes. How uh, weird is that, right? Yes, but I it's like so that. cool. I like it. It sells so well, though. Yeah. People look forward to it every year. Yeah. So I want to hit it well, and I'm, I'm thinking i got to call Billy Goat and see what he's got for me. And he's got a great crystal, and it's perfect... Uh, relative of some German hops, and and uh, he's driving down to La Cumbre. La- he picked it one in the morning last night. Right. Okay, which was Wednesday. Wednesday night. Today's Thursday. Yeah, today. So he arrived at La Cumbre this morning at about 10 o'clock our time. Yeah. yeah. And my sales guy, Morgan, was in the car, engine you know, going, Throw the bags in. Hundred pounds of hops coming our way. We're gonna do a full batch yeah. of Reaper's Widow, and oh, he's on yeah. his way. I'm get. I got everything all ready to go. We're gonna have a wort in the in the kettle, ready for him to drop all the hops in our mash, and we're gonna literally unload it and use it. Unload it, use immediately. it immediately. Immediately, yeah. You basically have 24 game. hours to so kind of get it done. Didn't that was not on the books two days ago? No. Nope. Yeah. For this scale. Sure, yeah. We were going to do it, and they were going to ship it out of Montrose, and it was like, you know, I didn't trust that route so well. Yeah. It hasn't been tried and true like the other guys. And who are awesome, what they do, but they have it dialed in, right? Sure, So this yeah. guy, it's just it's supporting the small guy. He's, Systems again, His right? business is cut in half, too, right? So I'm yeah. looking down the chain that way, too. He's got great product. Yeah. That's not the issue. It's just making it happen. Right? Sure. And that dedication, man, right? So yeah, that, he thanked that, me, and I thanked yeah. him for making it happen. He can, he can, actually deliver me, which we're doing. It's a mixed bag of wet hops, yeah. not whatever came out of the thirty-acre field of sure. one varietal. Yeah, I'm getting an, I'm getting a custom blend. Interesting. Yeah. Of what at the same day, so that's pretty special. Yeah. Well, to, like yeah. if if you're. In the same line as Lacombre, that's a good thing, man. Well, <laughs> like <Lacombre> they're great. <laughs> yeah. They're great. They got a great system up there. I've been through there, and um, yeah, cheers. Just to be in the parking lot, getting the hops at the same time. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> For us, little guy. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. What, what will happen with uh, Reaper's Widow? Will it, will it be a um, uh, just on tap? Or are you guys going to can it? Is, uh, is it'll it, be on tap. Is wet, yeah. is wet hop. If that's not good for canning, can not it be? Bad. Not bad. Just better on. Enjoy it sooner the better. Why sure. not enjoy yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. We've traditionally done that one every year on tap, and um, yeah. we're going to continue that There's tradition. There's so many things you can do with the wet, but, I mean, that's just you could celebrate it in a blonde and have a nice, real experience with a wet hop, and that's super cool, but yeah. this is cool, too. Sure. Enjoy it multiple ways. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be great. I, I'm, gonna, I'm on the docket right now to have four different wet hop beers. Okay, yeah. okay. It's uh, we this just is the first. To, this is the first this year, right? Yeah. And yeah. it'll be ready before Oktoberfest. What is that? The seventeenth, yeah. September. Or so, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's the first of four. I'm excited. I'm gonna make a trip over here. Just mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a cool. little hike for me, but yeah, you guys are worth it, man. Yeah. You guys we'll are worth it. it. <laughs> so people who can't, right? Not. Yeah. That's just the environment we're in. We'll sure. can it, and then you can get it at your local store too. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yep, and that's an interesting thing too that I've noticed from this whole thing is uh, is different. We're, people are being forced into a business model that they didn't want to do, but now, like, let, let, or I don't say now, but when things get back to you yeah. can have this now, you have that additional piece, right? Yeah, we definitely consciously shifted our uh, business model to more canning um, since March, just because of the pandemic, and yeah. we we didn't know how long the shutdown was going to go down. Yeah. we didn't know if it would have a resurgence. Uh, and we'd be shut down again. Uh, so Andy and I talked about that quite a bit, and we're just like, you know, let's let's go more towards the canning model. Um, and our regulars will buy cans here in, in the tap room, no problem, you right. know, uh, yeah. which is great. Um, you know, obviously, we want it in both formats, but we we'll want it in both. For- we want to support all of our wholesale customers. That's I, right. I hope they come back in line very quickly. Yep. Um, that's the, what we've. That's our intent yeah. as a brewery. But ultimately, I don't think people's habits change in crisis times like this. I think they're going to consume what they want to consume. Okay. And and we just have to get it in the right media. Sure. It's just as simple as that. But we we want to see our bar friends 
come back online. Absolutely. Series six and seven licensed people. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Man. Yeah. It's a critical part of our business and right. to not have them there is, is definitely, you know, mm-hmm. something we have to guard against and right. we can't wait for them to come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. Well, so let, let's. I want to backtrack just just one sure. time before we wrap it up. But so you guys, you said, "Hey, let's join. Let's join forces." You're yep. like, "All right." So you're finding your. Where did the where did the whole branding of the the skulls and the because yeah. that's what this place is beautiful, man. Like, Thank just, you. and it, and it's very well done. It's not cheesy. It's no. not you know. It's not right. like plastic skeletons there might be that might might be plastic i don't know no it's resin <laughs> <laughs> there are real human bones in here though are there really? yes uh, there's two yeah it's part of our scavenger hunt we have a Rush. scavenger hunt so you're sitting at the oh, bar right. yeah you can look for hidden items or across the tap room yeah and that's been super popular it's uh it's been a lot of fun too and it gets you talking yeah yeah because yeah. we don't have yeah. sports tvs or anything like that we wanted a home pub feel sure uh, i like how you t- call them sports tvs too What's like, that? I like how you call them sports TVs, too. Yeah, well, that's kind of what they are, right? Yeah, right. So, and we exactly, are, yeah. I mean, we are both, we enjoy that. But sure. Yeah, we're huge sports fans. Yeah. And yeah. He's from Chicago. I'm from Boston. I mean, come on. But um, when it comes to setting a brand, we had a kind of had a vision. Um, I always wanted to do something along the lines of Day of the Dead. Yeah. And at the time, one time at Fender, I was working with an artist, David Loza, that um, was in that day of the dead motif and he kind of helped us get a brand started uh and then i kind of took it from there and went more towards historical arizona so the brand is really steeped into fictional history if you will um and uh legends and lore legends and lore um you know our our newest campaigns like beer for the adventure yeah and it's really about all things arizona uh from the 1800s um, it's just a wild time in history. And we, we have uh, speakers that come through regularly. We have Ranger, yep. and we have uh, his, how would yeah, you classify Cody, Cody? Cody? He's a professional treasure hunter, Cody totally. Drake. Right. Really? Yeah, and uh, I work with him. Actually, next Monday we're going out to look for a uh, Spanish expedition trail uh, from 1583. Really? Yeah. So, um, oh, shit. That sounds awesome. I didn't know if yeah. stuff this, like this existed. Yeah. Right. We, so just, we don't make it up totally. We, yeah. you know, there's always a basis there. Yeah, somewhere. there's always a basis. <laughs> yeah. Some of our labels will have actual real stories like Madame's Revenge. Yeah. It's uh, our Belgian right. uh, ale. And uh, that has a real story from the 1800s. And, um, and then we, we basically lean on the Lost Dutchman legend. Okay. And, uh, that pale ale. That, yeah, the Dutchman's Dream. Yeah, you did a review on that. Oh, yeah, you man, like that I one. Love, I, you yeah. know, I, I love a good pale ale, and, and not yeah. a lot of people just do a great, great pale ale. Yeah, that's ale. a great beer. That yeah. really is. And, yeah, uh, yeah so the, we've just... Um, you know, when I was at Fender, I worked very, very closely, intimately with, with marketing, okay. uh, both from the artist side and also from the, uh, you know, marketing managers and some of some the of spreadsheet my, side of it. Right. Well, or, yeah. And just campaigns. OK. And sure. the, the funny thing about Fender is they don't necessarily tell you they're selling guitars and amps. What they sell you is the dream of being a rock star. Ah, it's very different. Interesting. That's kind of the Apple approach too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Think totally. different. You yeah. Know, yeah. It's that kind of right. thing. Yep. And so when we were creating this brand, I said, I want that. I want that immersive environment. I want that immersive brand that is consistent, yeah. detailed. It can go down the rabbit hole as deep as you want to go. And it's there. Yeah. Uh, if you want to just come in for a great beer, great tasting beer, you great come yeah. in for a great tasting beer and by the way this brand means nothing without a great product absolutely man so you have to have that component that's what brings right. them back absolutely. like you might be able to get them with a gimmick yep. but then they're exactly. like oh, fuck, some yeah. people love that yeah. some people right over their head yep. yeah so they have the ability just to come and hang and not think about anything here that's right yeah, yeah we, we don't, don't pressure shove them. it down we don't shove it down your face no nope. it's relaxing in here yet it's consistently themed. Yeah, and yeah. so the deeper you want to go, like some people ask me what the next story is. I'm like, well, I don't know. I haven't written it yet. You know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, likewise, the pressure's not on us either. We sure. don't do that to ourselves. No, yeah. no. Yeah. It, it's but I I do focus a lot on keeping the brand consistent and making sure the stories make sense and everything's steeped off of our fictional patriarch, yeah. uh, Hans yeah. von Biermann, who is a yeah, I know it's a great name, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, the alleged nephew of the Lost Dutchman, and uh, 
the five second story is like uh, you know he's a, from a brewer's family in Germany in the 1800s. He gets a, a letter from his uncle who found a, a gold mine in Arizona. Uh, says, I don't trust anyone. Come on over. Yeah. So he decides this big life decision. I'm going to make the journey to Arizona Territory in the 1800s. Right. Uh, he comes to Phoenix. Can't find his uncle. Can't find the mine. He's like, oh, my God, what do I do? Well, I'll do what I know. I'll open a tavern called the Bone House. Yeah. And I'm going to keep a journal. And I'm going to ask the customers who are local, like, for clues and hints as to where my uncle might be, where the mine might be. And they go into all that, and every time he goes out to look for the mine, he has an encounter with the macabre. And so every label we have, uh, the tap room itself, all of it is tied to this journal that he's keeping, uh, which I write in real time. Yeah. <laughs> every time he releases a beer, I release a I beer. Have to we write talk the story. it through. We get some tradition, some facts, factual elements of the brew itself, and we weave it. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of where we're going and where we're headed right that's because i so i didn't know that depth that's that rabbit hole you were talking about oh yeah it goes goes even deeper because i want to go deeper now i want to go deeper. yeah Yeah. it even goes deeper like there's this about four layers to this brand like like consciously yeah it's cool and it's on the first level too you don't have to be searching for you just want a good beer great but it's there for the people who do and there's a good percentage of people who like to go there because at yeah. the core you'll see in a lot of our artwork or t-shirts or whatever um the phrase memento mori uh and that's right, i saw that on the yeah, shirt like i right. um, hope yep. you have that in the two x bottom so, of our can says the same thing <laughs> yeah bottom of every can says, says memento yeah. mori uh and what that means is it's latin for remember you die and it's a call to action it's not a to be a morbid thing sure. it's like you better do your dream now because yeah. you don't know when it's over right yeah. and so that's the very bottom of the of the brand it's like that's the foundation sure so the reason why andy and i do what we do is because of that it's yeah. like we, we have this dream right. we want to do it the vision and that's the foundation and this story just kind of goes all the way down there so everything yeah. is kind of anchored to that Dude, I mean, I didn't know it was that deep. I'm oh yeah, in, it goes man, deep. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. But what a what a great compliment to his beer, right? Like oh, to be able you to. You can't do it without the product. Can't, yeah, you got to yeah. have a product. Yeah. But also the other side of it, right? His his can't storytelling and you his... can't do it without a brand. Yeah, because yeah, you really the value of the company is not much of anything. Otherwise, you're just going to sit around making beer. Yeah, one barrel at a time. Yeah, it's yeah. not far which from homebrew. Which is delicious. Right? Don't get me wrong. <laughs> sure. There yeah, are can be absolutely delicious. Yeah, and if that's your passion yeah hallelujah because you found it but yep. right. that's not ours yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah and when i wake up in the morning I, I just really look forward to the creativity of the brand sure and mm-hmm. i work with andy to kind of get creativity in the beer but you know he takes 90 percent of that yeah. and, uh, and i'll take 90 percent of the the marketing and the story right. Right. and yeah. it just works really well we we always have that connection where we have to figure out what the other one's doing to make sure it all works yeah but, um it's just natural we don't we don't stress about it mm-hmm. at all no perfect partnership man this yeah. is great this is so th- this is a uh, reassuring because uh, my business partner luke we've been together two years and same mm-hmm. thing right i'm the i'm the like that like i like thinking obscure like oh dude we can film two fat guys with no shirts on chugging beers on the hill he's like what are you talking about i'm like all right it's your job now to figure out how do we make a business yeah <laughs> right, right. exactly not saying that's the dynamic but you guys have such a complimenting um, um characteristics and yeah we respect each other's talents that's that's, that's the bottom line yeah right. there you go and we know who yep. the expert is in what area yeah. yeah, and sometimes neither of us are the expert, and we just have to figure it <laughs> well, out. Well, we've got a pretty good team now. We, we uh, got a, such an awesome team. Who yeah. always like who is a, so I, I've connected with Rachel. Yeah, uh, Rachel helps with marketing, and she's behind the bar frequently. Yeah. Uh, DJ is uh, our tap room manager, and he's just so amazing. He's he just runs it really, really well. Yeah, very friendly. Gets um, it. Well, and what are Rachel and DJ? What have they accomplished on their own personal level with the someone with the uh, Oh, yeah. The, yeah. So both of them are Cicerones. Cicerone, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they're working on their level two right now. So nice. they've partnered up, and they actually study together. They do beer test tastings together. Um, and they, they're just passionate about what they want to do with us, and yeah. they understand the vision. They add to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel does all the displays in here. Uh, she's nice just job, a, Rachel. She's yeah. just amazing <laughs> at, at putting these displays together. 
Um, They're and, very appealing. Like, it, it yeah. looks like, dude, if I would have done that, it would have been just like a pile of shit. And like, oh, yeah, here's a sheet with <laughs> yeah. the prices. Yeah. Here's some T-shirts. Right. You know, no, no, she yeah. gets in and she's like, no, it has to be like this. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. She's very symmetrical. I can tell that. I can tell, yes. like, with the two bone house in the middle and then the two skull. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. That works, yeah. though. It works. I love yeah, it. Yeah, we got we got more people that Keith has come across yep. from Sean Green, yep. master builder from Fender, who does a lot of the stuff around here. He, he's just like master of all trades. Ah, Helps awesome. me out. We in call the, him the minister. Minister the, uh, of details. He just gets everything yeah. done. Is there a beer for him yet? Oh, there's, there will be. There's got to yeah. be like a yeah. like a minister story, right? Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and the coolest part is I get to work with my dad and my son behind the bar. Oh, right. really? Yeah. So on Father's Day, we had three generations behind the bar. Dude, was, that's awesome. Yeah, it was really great. So yeah. um, it's just a lot of a lot of family, a lot of community, a lot of creativity. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of what we're all about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So what's the what's the goal? Like, what's the – where do you guys want – I mean, now, now obviously, for current situation where you can't plan more than two weeks ahead out of the way. Yeah. Right? But that – like, what, what's the vision for Bone House? Like, what do you guys want to do with this? Uh, growth, really. Growth. I mean okay. – uh, for Andy and I, it's really about getting our beer everywhere we can get it okay. uh, and scale accordingly. Yeah. You know, uh, we've always wanted to get the wholesale uh, side of the business to the point where... Um, it's more than the tasting room. It's more than the tasting room. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The tasting room is kind of headquarters and the place where you go for the experience. Yeah. Um, so come get the experience and then when you're out... Wherever you live, it's it'd be great for you to find our beer there and yeah. just say, "Oh yeah, you remember yeah. that time we were up at the tap room? That place is crazy." Yeah, you know, um, that's kind of where we're really focusing on. And of course, you know, the pandemic's kind of put a pause on that. Uh, but as soon as um, people are ready, we're we're going to be ready. Yeah, you know, I like being able to get your guys' beer up at Craft Beer Hop Stop. Yeah, Alan yep. up at Seventh Avenue. Great yeah, partner. dude, that yep. guy. Um, so yeah, when he gets, I'm scrolling through like on his Instagram and That's I'm it. seeing what they what they got, and mm-hmm. it's cool to see your guys' beers other places. Uh, but now that you know, knowing the story. Another little well, little so that's piece to it. That it, it's very important for us. Uh, and the 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 cool thing is, uh, one of my ex fender buddies, Morgan, is our sales guy. He uh, he'll go out to these places and honestly try to partner uh, with the places. So, like, if somebody's doing a trivia night back when things were normal, sure, yeah, um, we'll go in and sponsor that. You know, we'll uh, we'll, we'll help sponsor our partners. You know, yeah, and uh, you know, we just. Uh, we just signed up with uh, Rift down in South Scottsdale, and you know he's trying. He's got a great vision of what he wants to do, and uh, it happens to fit with what we want to do. And and we're just going to try to partner on things. You know, yeah. it's like we're open to anything. Like the Casual Pint, right? They want to work with us on you mm-hmm. know special beers. And yeah, Copper Wind. Copper Wind. Well, well Adair- now it's Adair- 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 <laughs> Adair- <laughs> Yeah, here in Fountain Hills, yeah. formerly known yeah. as yeah. formerly known as Copper Wind. Um, yeah, they're they're. You know, so that all these customers that come to us have some ideas, yeah. and uh, we can support them pretty well with our marketing, with our stories, um, with our activity. We do events. Sean and Morgan right. do all of our events. It, it, not the right word, but for places that want to sort of uniqueify an experience at their place, yeah. we partner well with that. Yeah. We, we add to the story. We don't just, here's a beer. Sure. Yeah, we're yeah. a little bit more than yeah, that. Yeah, we want to do deeper yeah. brand partnering and leveling. Right. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. Here's a discount. No, it, it, it's definitely sure. a story. It's more to talk about. Engaging the customer is huge. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. listening to what they want. Well, right. Right. For sure. Yeah. 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 Not saying, well, here's what we have. You're gonna yeah, when you hear it. something <laughs> four or five times, you're like, oh, okay. You know, yeah. Sure. You got yeah. to pay attention to that. Yep. And, um, you know, we each have our own favorite styles, and they differ for sure. between Andy and for myself. Sure. But, but they, now they're blending more, too. They are blending more because, mm. yeah, I'm expanding mm. probably. And me, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's just listening to what people want to buy and what they want to from us. Sure. Mm-hmm. Also yeah. on the brand, like, people will really get into our merch and start collecting it. And mm-hmm. uh, people are like, yo, when are you going to come up with a new T-shirt? How about a hoodie? Right. How about a hoodie? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> okay, duly noted. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's all cash flow. You know? right. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. 
Thanks for we're going to see Bonehouse Printing Press over here. You guys yeah. are yeah. printing shirts on demand. Yeah, it's always yeah. going to be on brand. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's our our yeah. big thing. That's that's huge, though, man. I, I love that. It's like I said, it's it's a it's tight branding. It's uh, I didn't ever I didn't even see the the crow up on there, oh, the yeah. raven oh, yeah. up on that's the camera. That's part of the hidden yeah. items. But all the while, here we are. We're kind of getting through this. I I have three fermenter, three out of the four fermenters full right now and today the fourth will be full and then we're going to flip it again yeah yep. so we're still making beer we're going to have fresh beer coming out if that's that's uh the people who are selling it still yeah. they'll have that option if if, uh, if they want it yep. Heck yeah yeah mm-hmm. and you, so you guys have it so now you know what is it do we say the 13th is it yep, it is the 13th but we're revisiting the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> but that, I, think that was a, I think that's what started the conversation. Uh, yep. But but now, as of this point, you guys are you you know go to your guys' website tells you the hours. But you guys are having yes. you have music. You have you have food trucks coming. Um, yeah. So I, uh, having spent twenty plus years in the music industry, um, I'm pretty particular about music, <laughs> as you can imagine. I so, think he put that lightly, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. maybe He's, not not in a bad way, but yeah. just like hey. Putting our, we're putting our best foot forward. Yeah, yeah I just, you, you know, it, there's there's things that people do um, musically that just are a higher quality. Sure. Okay. And uh, I, I recognize that. I want that. Uh, so a lot of people that play here are um, people who have toured professionally. Nice. Um, and now they're like in their second or third career or whatever it is. But they've got life experiences on the road playing music. and. Yeah. And, um, I mean, some of the guys are just astounding. And, and when, when they start telling their stories, it even gets even cooler because, yeah, you know, right. they're, they're give, give or take the genre, right? Yeah. You, oh, now we, you, can, you can be immersed, absorbed into that artist and what they felt and absolutely. what they do. Yeah, we've gone yeah. from Texas swing, uh, yep. a, a dying music genre. Yeah. There's one guy that plays in, under normal conditions. Uh, that he's probably one of the last guys to play this live. I mean, he's playing like traditional Donny Donny Wade. Yeah, yeah. he's playing traditional uh, Texas swing from back. I don't even in know the... exactly. Te- I know swing. Yeah, but I'm, I'm oh, it's a Texas special swing. brand. Yes, <laughs> and, and he'll brand. It, he'll tell. It feels like he's playing in your living room, and that's yeah. that's what's special about it. Um, then we got Richie Fliegler, Mike Eldred playing classic rock I'm and hologram. I am hologram is just amazing. He's I've heard I've heard about that guy. Yeah. Oh, he goes every which way and he's an encyclopedia good. of it music. Is so amazing. Yeah. He's a solo he art, right? He's solo like he just never it's know a it. one man band. Yeah. yeah. But he he'll do for anything. I mean it's we had a Halloween or Halloween party that Nirvana? he hosted. No the That's uh, different. Oh yeah. But he, uh, oh, Halloween, right. I yeah. yeah right, right. And then uh, he hosted that, and then he did our New Year's Eve party, and we did a welcoming in 2020. I don't know why we were welcoming this year in, yeah. but we did. <laughs> right. We didn't know. Yeah. And we did a 1920s theme, and he went and learned like 40 songs from the 20s. Really? And made them relevant to, to today. Wow. And uh, this Friday, actually, which, well... This week. You missed it. Yeah, guys. you missed it, guys, or, or on, the, on the podcast. Right. Sorry. <laughs> right. But uh, this Friday, he's doing metal versus grunge. And um, he's translating all these heavy metal songs and grunge songs to acoustic. Uh, and he's going to go one after the other. And uh, he's just so dynamic. That's really cool. Yep. Yeah. I like when people can put good, like, acoustic version of absolutely, a hip-hop yeah. song or a metal song you yep. know it's like redefines it you know absolutely and then we have beautiful voices like uh the shorts father oh yeah yeah the acoustocrats uh some fender buddies uh the harmonies they do on classic rock covers is just, just amazing. gorgeous yeah yeah just gorgeous you know these guys have all toured and been around and done it you know and yeah. it's uh we don't want our musicians to be background here they are the show. Sure. They are part of the venue. And when people come here to see them, we want them to watch them, you know. Yeah. Because, and so in order to do that, you, you, you can't force that situation. You just have to encourage it by the way you arrange your place and then also having the quality of music where people are like, damn, that's pretty good. Yeah. You know. Those, so, those things that like when you have music playing in the background where you didn't come here to play or to hear music, but you're like. You have to stop, right? Like, oh shit, dude! That oh, I guess, yeah. oh you know. Do. Well, they're front and center here, so it, yeah. you'll, it's funny to watch the crowd sh- show up organically. And it, some people knew that a musician was here; some people don't, and they all they sit all away. It's like, it's like going into a <laughs> schoolroom or something. They all sit in the back. <laughs> yeah, and what's going on? I don't want to get roped into this. Right, somehow. right, right. And they don't want to be too close, right? And then they start playing, and usually they start 
flocking over. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's nice. Well, it's like when Richie's playing. Uh, Richie Fliegler is one of our guys. He, yeah, he he's plays, really developed uh, us here. He yeah. plays the Who on a ukulele, and people are just like, what? Wow. <laughs> you know? And he'll d- he's got these amazing stories because he's been in the uh, music industry for like 30-plus years. Yeah. And rubbed elbows with some of the greatest. And uh, he's he tells a story, plays the song, explains why the song's important to him. And uh, it's just really engaging. It feels yeah. like a living room concert, you know. Sure. So yeah. that's kind of the vibe we're we're really trying to go for. Experience, yeah. right? Not a background, yeah. not background music. No, background. no this is yeah. The, you go to a experience. restaurant for that. Yeah. Or sure. you know, I can just put the playlist on yeah. if I want background music. Yeah. Which, by the way, is hand curated. I would imagine. <laughs> I couldn't imagine being anything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can go on and on. There's so yeah. many others as well. Yeah. 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 Well, guys, you guys, awesome place. Like Thank this, you. I'm very impressed. Yeah, thanks the, for the, the time. This beers, is great. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We, we got to do a collab. I mean, it's 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 a no-brainer. Yeah. Right? Tap well, I'll be making house. Dutchman's again fairly soon, wet hop style. Yeah. How maybe soon? maybe I'll have maybe I'll have to have you up here yes. to, to empty out the master in for Please me. Do. Please there do. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Now we're now, in. I'll be honest, I, I will be up front with you. I'm more on his side of the creative no, side. No, you, you the, can handle this one. Can you can you manage a shovel? Oh. <laughs> I grew up outside of Youngstown, Ohio. I know manual labor. Yes, yeah. You're yeah. in. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, guys, thanks so much. Like, Thank you. This place is great. Um, I love what you guys are doing. So, All right. work. Awesome. Thank yeah, you. Appreciate absolutely. it. And uh, what's the website? Bonehouse. Bonehousebrewing.com. H-A-U-S. H-A-U-S. <laughs> 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 Excellent. Thanks, guys. Thank you. <laughs>